Can you guys hear me okay? Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our daily reading conference call. We read from the text of Course in Miracles original edition, published by our dear friends of the Course in Miracles Society. You can access a copy of the online edition by going to jcim.net. Clicking on the tab and help for online edition, you'll see the link to of Course in Miracles LE. Also at that website, there's a tab called Lesson Sign Up where you can sign up to receive a daily excellent email from the Course in Miracles Society that contains both the text for the day as well as the lessons for the day. My name is Lori Cameron. This is Monday to Friday from about 19 about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we continue our reading Chapter 9, The Correction of Error, with Section 9, The Decision to Forget. We're all so mindful of our lesson today. Lesson 110. I am as God created me. And this morning, I'd sure love to open this lesson, or with this poem, actually, from St. Thomas Aquinas. The poem is called... Lord. Whenever... Yeah? You're fainter. Fainter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something, um, something happened when you... Yeah, you. I don't know. I thought you were somebody else at first, and then you started the opening. <laughs> I don't know what that was. What it is? If your bar is down, up, or down. Yeah. Will you let me call back and just? I'll call right back in, okay? Because I yeah, think it's it's, probably, it's, it's much good better. Now. Well, yeah. I'm talking into my phone. <laughs> Great. Okay, I'll talk. I'll talk into my phone until I can have a pause and reactivate my Bluetooth. Okay. So anyway, the poem I wanted to open with today is from Saint Thomas Aquinas, and the poem is called "Whenever He Looks at You." Oh, it's a great one. God sees nothing in us that He has not given. Everything is empty until He places what He wishes into it. The soul is like an uninhabited world that comes to life only when God lays his head against us. The delighted child can know, tossing a ball into the air, my Lord confessed he experiences whenever he looks at you. God sees nothing in us that he has not given. I am as God created me. It's such a beautiful poem. Beautiful. Thank you, Lori. Loved it, too. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Okay, my friends, here's our reading list. Short and sweet. We have Lemoyne, Robin Marie, Aaron, and Donna. We're joined in listening this morning by Harrison and Judy. I wonder if anyone else has joined us would like to say morning or be on the reading list. Hi, this Patricia is Ida. Here. Good morning, Ida, and good morning, Patricia. Um, either of you care to read? Patricia is available. Patricia will read right after Donna. Thank you. And Ida, I'll put you as listening. Thank you. Okay. 
So we take up again, chapter 9. The correction of error was section 9. The decision to forget. Beginning with paragraph 68. Unless you know something, you cannot dissociate it. Knowledge, therefore, precedes dissociation, and dissociation is nothing more than a decision to forget. What has been forgotten then appears to be fearful, but only because the dissociation was an attack on truth. You are fearful because you have forgotten, and you have replaced your knowledge by an awareness of dreams because you are afraid of your dissociation not what you have dissociated. Even in this world's therapy, when dissociated material is accepted, it ceases to be fearful, for the laws of mind always hold. Lemoyne. Okay. Chapter 9. The Correction of Error. Section 9. The Decision to Forget. Unless you know something, you cannot dissociate. Knowledge therefore precedes dissociation, and dissociation is nothing more than a decision to forget. What has been forgotten then appears to be fearful, but only because the dissociation was an attack on truth. You are fearful because you have forgotten and you have replaced your knowledge by an awareness of dreams because you are afraid of your dissociation, not of what you have dissociated. (laughs) Even in this world's therapy, when dissociated material is accepted, it ceases to be fearful, for the laws of mind always hold. Yet to give up the dissociation of reality brings more than merely lack of fear. In this decision lies joys in this decision lie joy and peace and the glory of creation. Offer the Holy Spirit only your will to remember, for he retains the knowledge of God and of yourself for you waiting for your acceptance. Give up gladly everything that would stand in the way of your remembering, for God is in your memory, and his voice will tell you that you are part of him when you are willing to remember him and know your own reality again. Let nothing in this world delay your remembering of him, for in this remembering is the knowledge of yourself. Thank you, Lemoyne. And Robin Marie. Sixty-nine. Yet to give up the dissociation of reality brings more than merely lack of fear. In this decision lie joy and peace and the glory of creation. Offer the Holy Spirit only your will to remember, 
for he retains the knowledge of God and of yourself for you, waiting for your acceptance. Give up gladly everything that would stand in the way of your remembering, for God is in your memory, and his voice will tell you that you are part of him when you are willing to remember him and know your own reality again. Let nothing in this world delay your remembering of him, for in this remembering is the knowledge of yourself. 70. To remember is merely to restore your mind. To remember is merely to restore your mind. Sorry. To remember is merely to restore to your mind what is already there. You do not make what you remember. You merely accept again what has been made but was rejected. The ability to accept truth in this world is the perceptual counterpart of creating in the kingdom. God will do his part if you will do yours. And his return in exchange for yours is the exchange of knowledge for perception. Nothing is beyond his will for you. But signify your will to remember him, and behold, he will give you everything but for the asking. Oh, thank you, Robin Marie. And Karen. 70. To remember is merely to restore your mind to your mind what is already there. You do not make what you remember. You merely accept again what has been made but what was rejected. The ability to accept truth in this world is the perceptual counterpart of creating in the kingdom. God will do his part if you will do yours. And his return in exchange for yours is the exchange of knowledge for perception. Nothing is beyond his will for you, but signify your will to remember him and behold, he will give you everything but for the asking. 71. When you attack, you are denying yourself. You are specifically teaching yourself that you are not what you are. Your denial of reality precludes the acceptance of God's gift because you have accepted something else in its place. If you understand that the misuse of defenses always constitutes an attack on truth and truth is God, you will realize why this is always fearful. If you further recognize that you are part of God, you will understand why it is that you always attack yourself first. Thank you, Karen. And Donna. 71. When you attack yourself, you deny yourself. You are specifically teaching yourself that you are not what you are. Your denial of reality precludes the acceptance of God's gift. 
because you have accepted something else in its place. If you understand that the misuse of defenses always constitutes an attack on truth, and truth is God, you will realize why this is always fearful. If you further recognize that you are part of God, you will understand why it is that you always attack yourself first. 72. All attack is self-attack. It cannot be anything else. Arising from your own decision not to be what you are. It is an attack on your identification. Attack is thus the way in which your identification is lost because when you attack, you must have forgotten who you are. And if your reality is God's, when you attack, you are not remembering him. This is not because he is gone, but because you are willingly attacking not to remember him. Thank you, Donna. And Patricia. 72. All attack is self-attack. It cannot be anything else. Arising from your own decision not to be what you are is, it is an attack on your identification. Attack is thus the way in which your identification is lost because when you attack, you must, you must have forgotten what you are. And if your reality is God, when you attack, you are not remembering him. This is not because he is gone, but because you are willing, actively, not to remember him. 73. If you realize, if you realize the complete heaven this makes of your piece of you could not make such an insane. You make it only because you still believe that it can get you something you want. It follows then that you want something other than peace of mind. But you have not considered what it must be. Yet the logical outcome of your decision is perfectly clear if you will look at it. 
by deciding against your reality. You have made yourself vigilant against God and his kingdom. And it is this vigilance that makes you afraid, afraid to remember him. Thank you, Patricia. And do we have another new reader for 73 and 74? This is Sandra. I can read. <coughs> Thanks, Sandra. 73. <coughs> if you realize the complete havoc this makes of your peace of mind, you could not make such an insane decision. You make it only because you still believe that it can get you something you want. It follows then that you want something other than peace of mind. But you have not considered what it must be. Yet the logical outcome of your decision is perfectly clear if you will look at it. By deciding against your reality, you have made yourself vigilant against God and his kingdom. And it is this vigilance that makes you afraid to remember him. 74. You have not attacked God, and you do love him. Can you change your reality? No one can will to destroy himself. When you think you are attacking yourself, it is a sure sign that you hate what you think you are. And this and only this can be attacked by you. What you think you are can be hateful. And what this strange image makes you do can be very destructive. Yet the destruction is no more real than the image although those who make idols do worship them. The idols are nothing, but their worshipers are the sons of God in sickness. Thank you, Sandra. Is there another new reader for 74 and 75? Okay, back to you, Lemoyne. The online edition. Okay. You have not attacked God, and you do love Him. Can you change your reality? No one can will to destroy himself. When you think you are attacking yourself, it is a sure sign that you hate what you think you are. And this, and only this, can be attacked by you. What you think you are can be hateful. And what this strange image makes you do can be very destructive. 
Yet the destruction is no more real than the image, although those who make idols do worship them. Their their idols are nothing, but their worshippers are the sons of God and sick. God would have them released from their sickness and return to his mind. He will not limit your power to help them because he has given it to you. Do not be afraid of it because it is your salvation. What comforter can there be for the sick children of God except his power through you? Remember that it does not matter where in the sonship he is accepted. He is always accepted for all. And when your your mind receives him, the remembrance of him awakens throughout the sonship. Heal your brothers simply by accepting God for them. Thank you, Lemoyne and Robin Marie. The idols are nothing, but their worshipers are the sons of God in sickness. 75. God would have them released from their sickness and return to his mind. He will not limit your power to help them because he has given it to you. Do not be afraid of it because it is your salvation. What comforter can there be for the sick children of God except his power through you? Remember that it does not matter where in the sonship he is accepted. He is always accepted for all. And when your mind receives him, the remembrance of him awakens throughout the sonship. Heal your brothers simply by accepting God for them. Heal your brothers. Heal your brothers simply by accepting God for them. 76. Your minds are not separate, and God has only one channel for healing because he has but one son. His remaining communication link with all his children joins them together and them to him. To be aware of this is to heal them because it is the awareness that no one is separate, and so no one is sick. To believe that a son of God can be sick is to believe that part of God can suffer. Love cannot suffer because it cannot attack. The remembrance of love, therefore, brings invulnerability with it. Thank you, Robin Marie. And Karen. 76. Your minds are not separate, and God has only one channel for healing because he has but one son. His remaining communication link with all his children joins them together and them to him. To be aware of this is to heal them because it is the awareness that no one is separate and no one is sick. 
To believe that the Son of God can be sick is to believe that part of God can suffer. Love cannot suffer because it cannot attack. The remembrance of love therefore brings invulnerability with it. 77. Do not side with sickness in the presence of a son of God, even if he believes in it. For your acceptance of God in him acknowledges the love of God which he has forgotten. Your recognition of him as part of God teaches him the truth about himself which he is denying. Would you strengthen his denial of God and thus lose sight of yourself? Or would you remind him of his wholeness and remember your creator with him? To believe a son of God is sick is to worship the same idol he does. God created love, not idolatry. All forms of idolatry are caricatures of creation taught by sick minds which are too divided to know that creation shares power and never usurps it. Sickness is idolatry because it is the belief that that power can be taken from you. Yet this is impossible because you are part of God who is all power. Thank you, Karen. And Donna. Seventy-seven. Do not side with sickness in the presence of a son of God, even if he believes in it. For your acceptance of God, for your acceptance, for your acceptance of God in Him, acknowledges the love of God, which He has forgotten. Your recognition of Him as part of God teaches Him the truth about Himself which he is denying. Would you strengthen his denial of God and thus lose sight of yourself? Or would you remind him of his wholeness and remember your creator with him? To believe a son of God is sick is to worship the same idol he does. God created love, not idolatry. All forms of idolatry are caricatures of creation taught to sick minds which are too divided to know that creation shares power and never usurps it. Sickness is idolatry because it is the belief that power can be taken from you. Yet this is impossible because you are part of God who is all power. 78. A sick God must be an idol made in the image of what its maker thinks he is. And that is exactly what the ego does, perceives what that, and that is exactly what the ego does perceive in a son of God, a sick God, self-created, self-sufficient, very vicious, and very vulnerable. Is this the idol you would worship? Is this the image you would be vigilant to save? Are you really afraid of losing this? 
Look calmly at the logical conclusion of the ego's thought system and judge whether its offering is really what you want, for this is what it offers you. To obtain this, you're willing to obtain this, you are willing to attack the divinity of your brothers and thus lose sight of yours. And you are willing to keep it hidden and to protect this idol, which you think will save you from the dangers which the idol itself stands for, but which do not exist. Thank you, Donna. And Patricia. 78. A sick God must be an idol made in the image of what its maker thinks he is. And that is exactly what the ego does. Perceiving a son of God, a sick God, self-created, self Sufficient, very vicious, and very vulnerable. Is this the idol you would worship? Is this the image you would be vigilant to save? Are you really afraid of losing this? Look calmly at the logical conclusion of the ego's thought system and judge whether its offering is really what you want. For this is what it offers you. To obtain this, you are willing to attack the divinity of your brothers and thus lose of yours and you are willing to keep it hidden and to protect this idol which you think will save you from the danger which the idol itself stands for but which do not exist 79 There are no idolaters in the kingdom, but there is great appreciation for every soul which God has, which God created because of the calm knowledge that each one is part of him. God's Son knows no idol, but he does know his Father. Health in this world is the counterpart of value in heaven. Health in this world is the counterpart of value in heaven. It is not my merit that I contribute to you but my love 
for you do not value yours. When you do not value yourself, you become sick. But my value, my value of you can heal you because the value of God's son is one. When I said, my peace I give unto you, I meant peace came from God through me to you. It was for you. Although you did not ask. Thank you, Patricia. And Sandra. Um, Seventy-nine. There are no idolaters in the kingdom, but there is great appreciation for every soul which God created because of the calm knowledge that each one is part of him. God's son knows no idols, but he does know his father. Health is this world, sorry, health in this world is the counterpart of value in heaven. It is not my merit that I contribute to you, but my love. For you do not value yourselves. When you do not value yourselves, you become sick. But my value of you can heal you because the value of God's Son is one. When I said, my peace I give unto you, I meant it. Peace. Come, came from God through me to you. It was for you, although you did not ask. 80. When a brother is sick, it is because he is not asking for peace and therefore does not know he has it. The acceptance of peace is the denial of illusion and sickness is an illusion. Yet every son of God has the power to deny illusions anywhere in the kingdom merely by denying them completely in himself. I can heal you because I know you. I know your value for you. And it is this value that makes you whole. A whole mind is not idolatrous and does not know of conflicting laws. I will heal you merely because I have only one message and it is true. Your faith in it will make you whole when you have faith in me. Oh, good news. Thank you, Sandra. And would there be a new reader for 80 and 81? Hi, it's Jessica. I can do it. Thanks, Jessica. (laughs) Okay, 80. When a brother is sick, 
it is because he is not asking for peace and therefore does not know he has it. The acceptance of peace is the denial of illusion and sickness is an illusion. Yet every son of God has the power to deny illusions anywhere in the kingdom merely by denying them completely in himself. I can heal you because I know you. I know your value for you. And it is this value that makes you whole. A whole mind is not idolatrous and does not know of conflicting laws. I will heal you merely because I have only one message and it is true. Your faith in it will make you whole when you have faith in me. 81. I do not bring God's message with deception and you will learn this as you learn that you always receive as much as you accept. You could accept peace now for everyone you meet and offer them perfect freedom from all illusions because you heard. But have no other gods before him or you will not hear. God is not jealous of the gods you make, but you are. You will save them and serve them because you believe that they made you. You think they are your father because you are projecting onto them the fearful fact that you made them to replace God. Yet when they seem to speak to you, remember that nothing can replace God and whatever replacements you have attempted are nothing. Thank you, Jessica. Um, would there be another new reader for 81 and 82? I do not bring God's messages. Let me start again. I do not bring God's message with deception. And you will learn this as you learn that you always receive as much as you accept. You could accept peace now for everyone. You could accept peace now for everyone you meet and offer them perfect freedom from all illusions because you heard. But have no other gods before him or you will not hear. God is not jealous of gods you made, but you are. You would save them and serve them because you believe they made you. 
you think they are your father because you are projecting onto them the fearful fact that you made them to replace God. Yet, when they seem to speak to you, remember that nothing can replace God. And whatever replacements you have attempted are nothing. 82. Very simply then, you may believe you are afraid of nothingness, but you are really afraid of nothing. And in that awareness, you are healed. You will hear the God you listen to. You made the God of sickness, and by making him, you made yourself able to hear him. Yet you did not create him because he is not the will of the Father. He is therefore Father. He is therefore not eternal and will be unmade for you, the instant you signify your willingness to accept only the eternal. If God has but one Son, there is but one God. You share reality with him because reality is not divided. To accept other gods before him is to place other images before yourself. Mm. Thank you, Harrison. Uh, would there be another new reader for 82 and 83? I'd love to, Lori. Thank you, Judy. Thank you. Very simply, then, you may believe you are afraid of nothingness, but you are really afraid of nothing, and in that awareness you are healed. You will hear the God you listen to. You made the God of sickness, and by making him, you made yourself able to hear him, yet you did not create him because he is not the will of the Father. He is therefore not eternal and will be unmade for you the instant you signify your willingness to accept only the eternal. If God has but one Son, there is but one God. You share reality with him because reality is not divided. 
to accept other gods before him is to place other images before yourself. You do not realize how much you listen to your gods and how vigilant you are on their behalf, yet they exist only because you honor them. Place honor where honor is due, and peace will be yours. It is your inheritance from your real father. You cannot make your father, and the father you made did not make you. Honor is not due to illusions, for to honor them is to honor nothing. Yet fear is not due them either, for nothing can be fearful. You have chosen to fear love because of its perfect harmlessness. And because of this fear, you have been willing to give up your own perfect helpfulness and your own perfect help. Uh, thank you, Judy. Um, would there be another new reader for... Oh, wait, now. I think I forgot to call Jessica. Are you able to read Jessica 83 and 84? I did read... Um, oh, did you? Ago. Yes. Okay. You. Okay. I beg your pardon. Okay, then. Another new reader... And if there is one for 83 and 84. I can do it. <clears throat> oh, thank you, Steve. 83. <clears throat> you do not realize how much you listen to your gods and how vigilant you are on their behalf. Yet they exist only because you honor them. Place honor where it is due and peace will be yours. It is your inheritance from your real father. You cannot make your father, and the father you made did not make you. Honor is not due to illusions, for to honor them is to honor nothing. Yet fear is not due them either, for nothing cannot be fearful. You have chosen to fear love because of its perfect harmlessness. And because of this fear, you have been willing to give up your own perfect helpfulness and your own perfect help. 84. Only at the altar of God will you find peace. I'll repeat that. Only at the altar of God will I find peace. And this altar is in you because God put it there. His voice still calls you to return, and he will be heard when you place no other gods before him. You can give up the God of sickness for your brothers. In fact, you would have to do so if you give him up for yourself. For if you see him anywhere, you have accepted him. And if you accept him, you will 
bow down and worship him because he was made as God's replacement. He's the belief that you can choose which God is real. Although it is perfectly clear that this has nothing to do with reality, it is equally clear that it has everything to do with reality as I perceive it past. Oh, thank you, Steve. Um, is there another new reader then to complete today with 84? Alrighty, back to you, Lemoyne. Only at the altar of God will you find peace. And this altar is in you because God put it there. His voice still calls you to return. And he will be heard when you place no other God before him. You can give up the God of sickness for your brothers. In fact, you would have to do so if you give him up for yourself. For if you see him anywhere, you have accepted him. And if you accept him, you will bow down and worship him because he was made as God's replacement. He is the belief that you can choose... He is the belief that you can choose which God is real. Although it is perfectly clear that this has nothing to do with reality, it is equally clear that it has everything to do with reality as you perceive it. Oh, thanks, Lemoyne, and thank you everyone who read this morning. Um, as I mentioned before we started the call, Fran is absent today attending to some situation with her brother. And I wonder if there's anyone who's given some thought to leading our lesson reflection today, which is a direct correlate to today's reading. Would anyone like to do that in lesson 110? This is Sandra. I can do that. Oh, thanks, Sandra. Lesson 110, I am as God created me. We will repeat today's idea from time to time. For this one thought would be enough to save you and the world if you believe that it is true. Its truth would mean that you have made no changes in yourself which have reality nor change the universe so that what God created was replaced by fear and evil, misery and death. If you remain as God created you, fear has no meaning. Evil is not real and misery and death do not exist. It is enough to let time be the means for all the world to learn escape from time. And every change that time appears to bring is passing by. 
If you remain as God created you, appearance, appearances cannot replace the truth. Health cannot turn to sickness, nor can death be substitute for life or fear for love. You need no thought but just this one to let redemption come to light the world and free it from the past. In this one thought is all the past undone, the present saved to quietly extend into a timeless future. The healing power of today's idea is limitless It is the birthplace of all miracles, the great restorer of the truth to the awareness of the world. For your five-minute practice periods, begin with the quotation from the text, I am as God created me. His son can suffer nothing, and I am his son. Then with this statement firmly in your mind, try to discover in your mind the true self who is the Holy Son of God himself. Seek him within you who is Christ in you, the Son of God and brother to the world, the Savior who has been forever saved with power to save. Whoever touches him however lightly, asking for the word that tells him he is brother unto, capital H, him. You are as God created you. Today, honor yourself. Let graven images you made to be the son of God instead of what he is be worshipped not today. Seek him today and find him. He will be your savior from all idols you have made. For when you find him, you will understand how worthless are your idols and how false the images which you believed were, tr- were, tr- were you. <laughs> we will remember him throughout the day with thankful hearts and loving thoughts for all who meet with us today for it is thus that we remember him and we will say that we may be reminded of his son our holy self the Christ in each of us I am as God created me let us all declare this truth as often as we can This is the word of God that sets us free. This is the key that opens up the gate of heaven and which lets us enter in the peace of God and his eternity. Let's take a minute. Well, let's take actually five minutes. I am as God created me. His son can suffer nothing, and I am his son. Five minutes.
I am as God created me. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sandra. I can feel the restfulness of that. Yeah, it's really... Thank you, Sandra. You're welcome. And it's such a pleasure to be able to share with my mighty companions. And um, it's... um, you know, this this lesson for me, it's just, it's just a God saver. I use it all the time when anything comes up that, that I feel any kind of anxiety about, whether it's bodily stuff or emotional stuff or relationship stuff. And um, I've had opportunity for all of those, <laughs> just as all of us have. And for me, it's about, I've added a few more lessons to it. I am not a body. I am free. I am as God created me. I am spirit. Completely united. Completely protected. Under no laws but God's. So that's just for me. There's just, if I, when I say that, I just, and I can make that shift pretty quickly now previous times when I said that and I've been saying it for years and I say it about others too when I see them if they have a you know a disability or they're emotionally upset I can just say that in my mind you are as God created you just to remind me of the truth of them so that I'm not focusing in on the disability or the sickness or anything else I'm focusing in on the truth. I am as God created me. You are as God created you. We are as God created us, completely united, completely protected, under no laws but God's. I'm complete. Thank you, Sandra. And I love all your additions to that. Thank you, Sandra. Well done. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Sandra. That was beautiful. This is Harrison. This is, for me, kind of a capstone lesson. Um, All the other lessons for me, kind of lead up to this one, Um, which is why I think Jesus repeats it. Um, We saw it in Lesson 94. We'll see it again in Lesson 162. And then in the review lesson, Uh, that we studied for, I think, 20 days. We'll repeat this lesson. And that suggests to me that this is a very, very important and helpful idea uh, for us. 
And if I could look on myself and everyone I meet, every seeming separate body I look at, no matter what they look like, just project this idea starting with myself. I am a God created me. And then holding that seeming separate individual in mind. You are as God created you. All of a sudden, all the differences, quote-unquote differences, dissolve. We're one. We're one in God. The purpose of this lesson is to remind me of how ungodly this little self that I call Harrison is in comparison with the glory of my true self that God created one with him. That has not changed. Somewhere where you have not left yourself to enter into a body and to die. <laughs> so, you remain a God created you. The power of this idea is so great that he says this one thought would be enough to save the world if to save you and Lord, if you believe that it is true. If I believe that it is true, it would mean that I have made no changes in myself that have any reality. Nor have I changed the universe so that what God created was replaced by fear and evil, misery and death. That solves my problem. Because my only problem is that I have to be that I have changed reality. 
And then as Harrison, individual existence, Harrison, is a witness to that change. But the truth is, Harrison does not exist. Harrison is that separate existence that I have created apart from God. Harrison is the that tiny mad idea that has not occurred because there is no way I or anything else to change the will of God. And it is his will that I remain as he created me. One with him and all of his creation. I'm confused. Uh, it was so complete, Harrison, and so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Harrison. Love you. Love us together, being not ourselves. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, this is Robin Marie, and Harrison, you are extraordinary as each of us are in our own way. Thank you. Marie.
Oh, good morning, everyone. This is Lori. Oh, I just, I'm overwhelmed, by the way, this reading syncs up with our lesson today. I was looking at um, paragraph 70 this morning, especially. To remember is merely to restore to your mind what always, what is already there. You do not make what you remember, you merely accept again what has been made but was rejected. The ability to accept truth in this world is the perceptual counterpart of creating in the kingdom. Signify your will to remember him and behold. He will give you everything but for the asking. I don't remember who read that paragraph, but um, I heard everything for the asking ring so true. Um, and, and as I thought about it this morning, uh, Spirit woke me up really early, so I had a lot of time. And uh, and, and I remembered this morning um, that moment when I became aware <laughs> when I seemed to become aware of something other than truth before that time uh, I don't remember anything except just perfect continuity and oneness with everything but when it happened all of a sudden, I was um, I was having nightmares, uh, really bad nightmares uh, of fear, and who knows what precipitated it. But what happened in my awareness was a split that there was something other than perfect oneness, and so it was like it was like. Um, it was like light and darkness at the same time and the darkness seemed overwhelming with fear that I had not known before that time and I was struck by the fact that that's the um, the Garden of Eden, Eden legend itself you know don't eat of the tree of knowledge for the, it's the the knowledge of good and evil before that there was only good and um, and so I, I started becoming aware of something other than just goodness I was about six years old and uh, I can remember vividly uh, how something other than goodness came into my awareness or seemed to come into my awareness and that's how it felt but what he really wants me to know is that at that moment in time I stopped remembering truth and, and when I when I um, I have a tendency to want to diagram things so that I can um, so that I can understand and so my little diagram of that sudden um, awareness of something other than just goodness drew a little circle and in the little circle inside the little circle is just knowledge 
and outside the circle is perception. And I thought, wow, that's, that's what he wants me to understand. That when I forgot the truth of me, all of a sudden what seemed to be outside of me was threatening, fearful. You described it so well, Harrison. Replacement with death, sickness, fear, worry, anxiety, um, an unspecified, un, unattached, uh, almost panic, because I lost the awareness of just goodness, the knowledge, and that's you know knowledge he uses in this text over and over and over again. When your perceptions are straightened out, you'll remember knowledge. You'll remember what it was you've forgotten. The knowledge that uh, you are not God, but God is all there is of you. You know? And, and it turns out that when I forget what's inside my little circle, everything outside of me is distorted. There's that striking paragraph in chapter 18 where he says, there is nothing outside of you. There is nothing outside of you. But this ego body awareness, this um, sudden uh, disillusion of goodness that happens with the loss of knowledge creates, or no, it doesn't create, it makes the illusion of an inside and outside. And he wants me to know that I can make um, a shift by signifying my will. And the consequence of signifying that will is the dissolution of the idea that there's anything other than love here. The knowledge of God is the knowledge of love. I am as God created me. How does he say that is? Teach only love, for that is what you are. It's not something lofty and inaccessible knowledge. It's simply the truth. And so in my little circle, where I have a K on the inside and a P on the outside, it starts to make a lot of sense to me, this whole section. Having lost the knowledge of myself, I can no longer perceive correctly. I perceive a distorted world that's a consequence of my distorted identification of myself. He calls that an idol, this thing I made to replace the truth of me. And this thing I made to replace the truth of me seemed to place God outside of me not inside of me. Um, Carl Jung had a, had a beautiful way to say that. He, he said, your visions will become clear only when you can look into your own heart. Who looks outside dreams. We talked about dreaming yesterday. Who looks outside dreams. Who looks inside awakes. Inside this seeming inside, which is, you know, you hear that all the time, for not to look within. And, and so um, the distorted perception of an inside-outside 
gives this nebulous feeling of where is within anyway if God created nothing outside of you where is this within well it's in the heart mind whoever looks outside dreams who looks inside awakes when I look inside my heart <laughs> there's that Steve Winwood song again when I look inside my heart and see the altar to God there the altar to God is worthy because God placed it there and he says the only thing worthy of the altar of God is the atonement the only thing worthy to the altar of God is the atonement because of the great value of the altar that true north that true north that exists in the united heart mind when I can see the knowledge that God placed within me what am I doing I'm remembering I'm remembering the truth of creation I am as God created me and suddenly or maybe not so suddenly that disillusion happens where there is no inside outside there's only truth as God created it and so he walks us through the steps of dissolving that boundary that boundary that seems to exist between knowledge and perception inside and outside holy and profane good and bad um, he walks us through the dissolution of that opposite that there's a difference between what's inside and what's outside and as a consequence of all that my perceptions are clear and why are they clear because of the altar to God that same altar is the altar we all worship and adore that same altar is true north for the sonship for every single one of us Micah used to talk about individuation of the self of God and that's a beautiful thing um, because without that inside outside barrier um, I start to understand that God loves diversity it's all equal because it's all holy but it's all an expression of the divine manifestation of God himself you know the first the first 25 lessons before we get to my mind is part of God and I am very holy those those lessons implore us to see a different way that imploring to see a different way is the same as saying let me show you the truth of you and the idea that there's a boundary between inside and outside will dissolve the notion of profane and holy will dissolve the idea of good and bad will dissolve the idea of an ego body and a soul will dissolve all of that dissolves when I accept the knowledge the knowledge of holiness as it was created in the likeness and image of God 
Sandra, you say it so beautifully, the way you um, affirm um, the truth and how helpful it is um, to, you know, (laughs) I'm thinking of the resolution of the dream in chapter 24. He says, he saw you were incomplete. And so he placed himself everywhere. And you who hold his hand also hold himself. There is no least of these, you know. Thinking back to that quote in the Bible, as you do it to the least of these, you've done it also unto me. There's only the Holy Son of God here. And it is one. And we are it. We express it different ways. All of creation expresses itself in its beingness in different ways but it's all holy and there is no boundary and there's only knowledge he says in also in chapter 18 love cannot be taught because there never was a time you knew it not There never was a time you knew it not. And that awareness can be here now with me always as I let those boundaries disappear and recognize there is no gap between me and anything. There's just the diverse expression of holiness here. And it's so lovely. Um... Your vision will become clear only when you can look inside your own heart. Who looks outside dreams, who looks inside, awakes. I'm complete. Thank you, thank you. So glad you're here, Lori. Thank you. Boy, me too. Mm. 
speaking of this remembering, um, I, I, I found a quote that just really explains this remembering me. It's, it's in the way of salvation in chapter 13. It says, you who belong to capital F, capital C, first cause, created by him like unto himself and part of him, are more than merely guiltless. The state of guiltlessness is only the condition in which what is not there has been removed from the disordered mind that thought it was. What is not there. He says it in this section too. The ego will be unmade for you. This idol will be unmade for you. In this state, and only this, must you attain with God beside you. You know? Before this, it's as if God is somewhere else. This inside-outside thing is going on. This state, and only this, must you attain with God beside you. For until you do, you will still think that you are separate from Him. You can feel His presence next to you but cannot know that you are one with him. This need not be taught. You see, this is given. Learning applies only to the condition in which it happens of itself. This this disordered thinking that makes um, the idea that there's something other than holiness here, that makes it seem as if God's outside. Only this we belong to first cause. And when this distorted idea is unmade for you, what happens is you remember. Remember, um, no, how does he say it? He says, um, you do not, yeah, here's the quote, you do not remember that God created you. He said, be you perfect as myself. You did not remember that. You said, I will. (laughs) You know, be as perfect as myself. When that memory of God returns, that's all we need to know. You know, he lights. I light my mind. I light all minds that are one with me. He lights the mind. And with the light, I can see again. Um, And I can see that I'm one with the light. That's why miracles are seen in light, and light and strength are one. You know, God does everything. And and until I remember, it'll seem as if he's beside me. But all that will be unmade for me when I signify my willingness, he says. I'm complete.
We're mine. Is that you, Lord? Oh uh, no, I was just um, anxiously awaiting you. Okay. Um, I just wanted to follow up on the text reference you made, which is right, <laughs> right to the very end of the text, where he, the, you know, he leads into the, the the first statement of us for today is the sentence, learn then the happy habit of response to all temptations to perceive yourself as weak and miserable with these words. I am as God created me. His son can suffer nothing, and I am his son. Thus is Christ's strength invited to prevail, replacing all your weakness with the strength that comes from God and that can never fail. And all thus are miracles as natural as fear and agony appeared to be before the choice for holiness was made. For in that choice are all false distinctions gone, illusory alternatives laid by and nothing left to interfere with the truth. And you are as God created you, and so is every living thing you look upon, regardless of the images you see. What you behold as sickness and as pain, as weakness and as suffering and loss, is what temptation to perceive yourself defenseless in the hell. Yield not to this. And so, you know, <laughs> I think the turning within is so that we can know. And then the extension is what's required, not to make it so, but so that we can know that that is reality. This is reality. <clears throat> So a miracle has come to heal God's son and close the door upon his dreams of weakness, opening the way to his salvation and relief. Choose once again what you would have him, your brother, be, remembering that every choice you make establishes your identity as you will see it and believe it. All we have to do is give up what we made up <laughs> to replace the reality of our creation, not just our creation, all creation. 
we have look within so we know it for ourselves and perceive it everywhere the truth of it and value extension which is the great race the self that is one the self that God created as only complete. That was awesome, Lemoyne. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lemoyne. Hi, guys. It's Jude. I have um, just reminding myself again and again the simplicity of the oneness and the totality of the oneness and that God is reality and reality is of God. It is his reality, not what we would make of it. And the distinction um, in the text today the difference between what is made in a mind, the egoic mind separated from God, perception, images, words, names, labels, definitions, distinctions, differences. I know that. I love, love your share, Lori, um, talking about that, that love takes joy and that divine abstraction that in that differentiation and certainly that's an obvious fact there's so much beauty in it but to recognize that we are knowledge itself the knower of that differentiation that we may appear to be in part of it but the course teaches us and certainly tries to help us to understand and know it. The the truth that our mind is limitless. It doesn't have a boundary and it doesn't identify itself with any one thing any more than any other. It says, no, I am all of it, in all of it, as all of it. (laughs) I'm just as much a ladybug and a bird in a tree as I am a Jude. And I can take joy in knowing that it's all a part of the me with the capital M that lets me know himself as myself, the joy of that. But, you know, the the text speaks about judging part of it is to judge all of it, or to judge part of it is to lose my awareness of all of it. Because judgment evaluates it and slices and dices it and pulls something out of it and says it's more or less. Something I want more or don't want more or less than something else. And it's all equal. Lori spoke of that too. But this have no other gods before him. And um, 
when it talks about time. And um, I'm very, very um, alert when it starts talking about the ego's use of time. And that awareness of um, where my salvation happens, that I'm, I'm either aware of my true self or I'm not. And I can get lost in in um, the the ego's separate state of mind. That um, to accept only the attorney. I love that line. Um, that that um, I made the god of sickness, and by making it, we made ourselves able to hear the voice of it. So identifying with the body, and oh, I can be sick. Saying that I can be sick is is the mistake in, in my verbal hygiene. That the body gets sick, certainly, but I can never get sick. And to identify with that perfection and stand in the truth of who I am as created perfect like my Father, purely mine, a pure mind, pure consciousness cannot get sick. It doesn't have a body to get sick. So stepping back away from um, using statements in my language or even in my thoughts, being cognizant of how my thinking thoughts that are useless to me and actually harmful to my peace of mind. You don't, if you realize how much havoc (laughs) these thoughts cause my peace of mind, the complete havoc it makes my peace of mind, you wouldn't make such insane decisions to identify with a false image of a body of yourself. Dude, I know this. I do this. I can and I do, but I don't want to. And this is the diligence in my practicing. Every time I take a step and I say, oh, I'm, oh that hurts, that hurts me, that hurts me. It doesn't hurt me who I am in truth. The body may hurt, and I can say, oh, you poor little body, you know, let's be gentle and kind with you today. But um, only with God is singularly in my mind, in my awareness, that love is, God is, truth is. It's all about reality. The last line in the text speaks of it. You know, what we what we call real is not real. What is real cannot be threatened. It cannot be destroyed. It cannot be hurt. That is us as ideas in the mind of God. Purely mind, purely spirit. End of the definition of... And we may not know who or what that is until we let go of all the illusions of who we think we are. And that's what's called having a no mind, no personal self. And if you've ever experienced even glimpses of that, we can readily, readily acknowledge what the ego would make of us and say, I am really willing to acknowledge that anything that is temporal, changing, anything that has a beginning and an end that comes and goes, is not who I am. It's something that I can know, I can be aware of, I can notice, take note of, 
that's coming and going that began and ended. You know, this this temporal change, changing world and the body that's in it, it's all a part of the images that we've made of reality. And there are no, no images. The world, wordless, wordless. There are no words to describe, no images to, to define who and what we are. And we can know it because we are already that. Thank you again, Lori. <laughs> you hit all my marks today. <laughs> oh, but we can deny the illusion. I'm not that. But we have to know what we're not and readily deny deny the denial of truth. I love that line. I'm really, truly start, starting to, to get it, you know, on a moment-to-moment basis. I'm not, mm. this, I'm not this sickness. I'm not something that dies. I'm not something that changes. I am whole and complete. I have no needs, no wants. You can't touch this. You can't hurt this thing that I am. I am bulletproof. I used to drink to get to feel that way, but now I know it isn't true. <laughs> mm-hmm. No false bravado anymore. It's real. My my defenselessness is complete, and and in God's safety, the only place I'm at home is in the mind of God. Who can touch that? I'm only beginning to understand it and know it for myself. But it is the one and only thing that's on my altar today. Um, as to the best of my my ability and capability. Christ help us all. He's with us. And um, we can't change it. We are it. I love you guys. I'm so glad you're here for me, with me, and for me, and um, we're all in this in one, our oneness and together. Amen. I'm complete. Thanks, Judy. Well, I think to close this recording today is just a highlight of where it began. Paragraph 68 and 69. It's so important for me to know that before I forgot, I remembered and I knew. Knowledge, therefore, precedes dissociation, and dissociation is nothing more than a decision to forget. To give up the dissociation of reality brings more than merely lack of fear. In this decision lie joy and peace and the glory of creation. Offer the Holy Spirit only your will to remember for he retains the knowledge of God and of yourself for you waiting for your acceptance give up gladly everything that would stand in the way of your remembering for God is in your memory and his voice will tell you that you are part of him when you are willing to remember him and know your own reality again Let nothing in this world delay your remembering of him. For in this remembering is the knowledge of yourself. Amen. And I'm so grateful for my mighty companions. Thank you, everyone. 
and we'll end this recording, though I'm sure we'll stay on the call with more to share, perhaps.